Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. So my first entrepreneurial venture wasn't illegal, but it was definitely scandalous. I had just finished the sixth grade. The business, the business involved 54 naked ladies. It was launched with the help of the United States Navy, and it was shut down by the law about 30 days after it all began. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and every June, the Navy comes to town for the Rose Festival. Those ships sail down the river and the drawbridges open. It's quite a spectacle. I remember being there that day with my friend Curtis as the ships came in, the sailors out on deck dressed in white, and Curtis said, hey, let's follow some of these sailors around and see what they do. (laughs) And that's exactly what we did, because we had no idea what sailors who had been at sea for several weeks would do on Liberty, so we followed them. We maintained a certain distance, but we were close enough that we could hear conversation from time to time. I could even smell their cigarette smoke. We were that close. Well, about 3 o'clock that afternoon, they swaggered into a grimy little shop on a dark side street in downtown Portland, the kind of place that sells magazines and souvenirs and snacks and tobacco. And apparently from behind the counter, if you know what to ask for, decks of naked lady playing cards. As we watched from behind a row of salty snacks, one of the sailors was looking at those playing cards. And he said, how much? And the guy behind the counter said, $2. At that, another one of his buddies said, hey, we could sell these back on the ship for $5 a deck. Suddenly, they were all pulling out money, buying decks of cards. It was at that point that the evil entrepreneurial thought hit me. I thought to myself that guys on a Navy ship and guys in my neighborhood had something in common. (laughs) They'd probably pay to see naked ladies. So I, I summoned all of the strength that I could, and I had $10 in my pocket. I pulled it out, and I approached the sailor, and I said, excuse me. Could, uh, could you buy me five decks of those playing cards? He looked around me and he said, So, you like to look at naked ladies, do you, kid? In a loud, booming voice. I actually looked around, <laughs> fearing that somebody would know me. Now, I've never done a drug deal before. But at that particular moment, the adrenaline was coursing through my veins. My heart was pounding. I didn't know whether to... Finish the deal or to run like hell. But I somehow managed to say to him, well, um, I was thinking about selling them, you know, back in the neighborhood, you know, kind of like you're going to do on the ship. And he suddenly looked at me with a sense of pride and he said, sure, kid. And he bought me five decks of naked lady playing cards. He turned to my friend Curtis and he said, hey, kid, you want in on this action? And Curtis... No, 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 sir. My, my, my mother would just kill me. 
Well, later that afternoon, without Curtis, and I think it was the mom guilt, I made my way to uh, the park in my neighborhood. And there at a picnic table, with just one deck in my back pocket, I found two eighth graders. This was kind of a test market. (laughs) Turns out that eighth graders were a big market for me. I showed them those naked lady playing cards, and one of them said, wow, where did you get these? And the other one said, how much did you pay? And then the other one said, "Um, do you have any more? And I said, $5 a deck. I've got them at home. We'll take them. We'll take them. I said, I'll be back in 10 minutes. I was back in 10 minutes with the two decks. But when I got back, and I'm not kidding, two minutes, 10 minutes later, there weren't two, but there were five guys there. I had a market. But I also had a problem. Because with my one deck, my demo deck, I had just sold the other four. I was flat out of bare boobs to sell in the neighborhood market. And I probably wasn't to get help from the uh, United States Navy. But a couple days later, I did manage to venture back down to the shop. And I approached the proprietor, same guy who was there before, and I asked him if he had any more naked lady playing cards. And he said that he did. He said, how much money you got? And I had $20. I had four or $5 bills, and I put it on the counter. And he said, you know... um, I can sell them to you for a dollar deck if you'll buy 20 at a time. And he was putting a volume deal together for me. (laughs) It's great. So I bought the 20 decks, and I ultimately wound up making my way back to that shop about three times. One time, I actually bought 40 decks of cards. I got so good at that that I would sort of fan those out, (laughs) let the guys look at the forbidden, and it, it was quite a business until the law caught on. It happened one night, it just started to unravel at dinner, when my mother said that she had heard at her Tuesday night bunco group that there was some little pervert in the neighborhood (laughs) who was selling playing cards with naked women on them. Now, she looked at me and she said, you would never buy anything like that from that little pervert, would you? You need to keep in mind exactly what she asked me. You would never buy anything like that from that little pervert. I thought about it for a moment, and I said, no, Mom, not me. And she looked at me, and she said, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I realized, of course, that I was the little pervert. I wouldn't be buying anything from the little pervert. But my dad, who was kind of a no-bullshit kind of a police detective, the law, looked at me, and he rephrased her question. He said... Do you uh, know the kid who's selling those cards? And that's when I had, you know, growing up I wasn't allowed to say the word shit, but I'm pretty confident that that's when I had my first oh shit moment when he asked me that particular question. And I think he knew. But he was kind enough to change the subject. He said, let's talk about this a little bit later. And he changed the subject. He asked my brother. He actually asked my brother to report on vacation Bible school. And he, of course, paraphrased a parable of Jesus, and it brought a tear to my mother's eye, and she just thought he was wonderful, the little shit. Um, Later that night, as my dad is slowly packing his pipe out on the back deck, he invited me to have a seat. And he looked at me with these piercing brown eyes, looking through my little felonious soul, and he said one question, how are sales going? This was the second oh shit moment of my life. I don't remember exactly how I responded to him, but it wasn't a good answer. And I wound up giving a full confession. 
I told him everything about the Navy, a sailor, the shop. I'd made over $300 in the last three and a half weeks, which was a lot back in the 70s, okay? Um, and it just, it was, a, it, was an absolute, uh, it was an absolute disaster. But there was kind of a silver lining to it because he said to me, this business stops tonight, okay? And I want you to give me your merchandise. And as he sort of inspected the evidence, <laughs> he looked at me, and it actually turned into a birds and the bees conversation. He said, I don't want you to be shameful or feel bad about wanting to look at naked ladies. But you don't make a business around catering to that urge with others. I don't fully understand what he meant then. I do now, but it didn't make as much sense back then. And he said, but most importantly, you don't want to ever do anything that you would be ashamed to explain to your mother. Don't ever start a business that you wouldn't be proud to tell your mother about. It was a few years later. I was married. She was the most angelic woman in my life next to my mother. We were visiting, and my mother said to Christy, I have something for you. And she brought out a large box with mementos from school. There were folders of manila envelopes, neatly labeled David, kindergarten through 12th grade. She had my entire life recorded there. And she said to Christy as she handed the box to her, this is for you. And Christy said, well, thank you. I, I, I will really enjoy going through that, which she did. I didn't think anything about it until about a week later, we were at our dinner table, Christy, myself, and our one-year-old daughter. And she has a manila envelope that she kind of slides across the counter, and it said, David, sixth grade. And she said, go ahead, open it. I said, sure. So I, I opened it, and I started looking. I was student of the month in sixth grade. I had practically straight A's. And then I noticed at the bottom of the envelope, and I turned it upside down, and it spilled out two decks of naked lady playing cards. <laughs> Still wrapped in cellophane. And Christy pointed to him and she said, can you explain that to me? And I said, well, that's, that's a long story. And she said, I've got time. <laughs> I learned that night that the only thing worse than trying to explain to your mother a scandalous business is trying to explain to your wife your first entrepreneurial venture that involved naked ladies, the United States Navy, and the law. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.